And so it's, it's, I think it's a very helpful to sort of realize, you know, I actually don't care about that so much. And then you can let go of the guilt and let go of the shame and let go of, oh, I'm not productive enough. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guide, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Josh Felber. Now, uh, Josh came to me, uh, as a lot of my guests do, from uh, via email. Uh, his assistant hit me up and uh, told me a bit about his story, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Josh has been an entrepreneur since the age of 14. He's a serial entrepreneur who's built over 15 different companies. He's the host of Making Bank TV show on uh, GrantsCardonTV.com, and he's a two-times best-selling author. So uh, I decided to get him on, and we can chat with, you know, to chat about basically high performance, and uh, especially for people in business to understand sort of what they need to do, how they can do it better, uh, how to get clarity on what they're trying to do. And, uh, and sort of just all things in that area. And the way, to, the way I thought which would make this interesting is to talk about some of what, the, what I'm doing right now in my own business and use that as a jump off point for some of these ideas uh, so we have a bit of a case study approach uh, as we work through it. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Josh, how you doing, man? Awesome, John. Really appreciate you having me on the show today. Good to have you here, man. So before we get into, I guess, the, the nitty-gritty stuff, stuff of what you actually and how you actually help people and what you're actually doing. Uh, can you give the uh, listener a bit more of a background on who you are and what you do? For sure. Uh, definitely. Uh, so my background is everything from owning multiple companies since I was 14. I've owned over 15 different businesses uh, ranging anywhere from fitness and health, nutrition to financial. I owned one of the second largest merchant processing companies and sold that, as well as internet, satellite businesses, uh, technology. Uh, we, we started a green wireless technology business and uh, you know, we're able to start implementing systems and solutions and everything from dorm rooms to hotels to uh, you know, businesses being able to rewire their whole offices without running any kind of new wiring and everything. So a lot of cool technological things there. And finally, you know, over the years, I, I have always worked with a business coach and, you know, finally he was like, Josh, man, he goes, you're being so selfish with all the knowledge, all the information that you have and you're not sharing that, not communicating, not helping other people. And so when he said that, that's, you know, kind of when that whole light, light switch, light bulb moment happened, I was like, wow, you know, you're totally right. And, you know, and so from that moment on, I was like, okay, how can I get out there? How can I help a hundred million people? How can I help a billion people, you know, change their lives, enhance their lives, be able to find that time freedom and have the energy to be able to connect with their families and friends and live their life, you know, how they want. And so that's kind of where I'm at now today. Cool. Cool. Okay. So coaching or the business that you have right now, helping entrepreneurs, that's the, the only thing or the main thing that you're doing? Uh, that's one of the main focuses is uh, high performance coaching uh, that I've really focused on. It's been able to really help me connect with a lot of different entrepreneurs or just even uh, normal people that want to push, you know, kind of that next level in their life. And so you don't you don't have to just be an entrepreneur to want to have you know higher achievement. Um, but I also I also have um, some fitness businesses, CrossFit businesses out there right now that I own, as well as a nutrition company where we make a whole 
range of uh, nutritional products for workout recovery, that sort of thing. A brain boost, our brain boost, it's our, our mental nootropic product that we've launched that's just exploded. And, um, as well as a mastermind retreat that we, uh, you know, are in the process of rolling out to help businesses kind of really focus on the details and the nuts and bolts and marketing and everything to push their business then, you know, to that next level as well. Very cool. Very cool. So you're in the CrossFit too then? Yeah, I've been doing CrossFit since 2003. So I used to be a big runner running 60, 80 miles a week and, you know, always pushing the next level of performance and, you know, came across CrossFit and it started, loved it and have integrated it into everything I've done since. Nice, nice. I was doing CrossFit back in Thailand. Uh, you again, did it for about 12 months. Right now I'm sort of doing some other stuff, but uh, it was good, man. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's a whole nother, you know, if you want something that really challenges you and pushes you from a mental as well as a physical standpoint, you know, then that, you know, CrossFit's what I found that has worked really well for myself. So. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool, man. All right, then. Well, let's get into some of this, uh, some of the performance stuff because I'm really interested in this right now. And so probably not so much from a – I actually just had an interesting conversation with a guy who's um, – or one of my friends who's staying with me here. In, I'm in Colombia right now. And, oh, cool. Uh, so right now I'm putting together a sort of a writing project. It's just a personal thing at this stage. It might turn into a business later. But we're chatting about the different posts, uh, you know, different topics that I could write about. And he made a really good point that – uh, you know, sometimes when you know anyone can write a generic uh, post about, for example, uh, what gets measured gets managed was the you know one we were talking about. It's a you know fairly well understood concept that and most people would get it. And that's not very you know he mentioned he made a really good point. It's like if you wrote a post about that, I wouldn't read it. But if you wrote about your application of it, the way because right now I have a bunch of spreadsheets that I use on a daily and a weekly basis to track all sorts of different things. Um, he said if I wrote about that, he probably you know he probably would read it because that'd be really interesting hearing how I'd taken that concept and probably you know sort of expanded it and applied it to sure. my life. So I think what'll be interesting here is instead of say you know probably going to just um, there's a lot of generic sort of you know performance stuff. Everyone's very aware of self help and and um, you know motivation in business. So it'll be interesting to dive into. Some of the, uh, the specific stuff around that. So can you give me sort of a – let's start with a broad overview of sort of how you approach performance and then we'll see if we can find some you know, nitty-gritty things to dive down into. Sure. No, definitely awesome. Uh, so what we take a look at for high performance is there's five key areas that we really try to focus in on and you know, help our clients and everything really dial in on. And the first one is clarity. You know, are, you know, are you clear with you, you know, where you are right now in your life? Are you clear with where you're going, what your focuses are? Uh, the, you know, then we look at energy. So, you know, how from an energy level standpoint, you know, are we, you know, setting ourselves up in the morning to have energy throughout the day? What are we doing throughout the day to break up our day to have sustained energy as well as being able to finish the day, still have a, you know, high level of energy to be able to come home, connect with our families or connect with our friends and, you know, maintain that, you know, throughout the whole day. And then we look at courage. So there's a lot of people that, you know, have a lower courage score because we rate everything one to 10. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, courage to be more vulnerable to connect with somebody or the courage to take that risk, to step out of, uh, you know, where you are in your life, in your situation and, and take that next step forward uh, to better your life, to better your family's life. And then productivity. We have so many technological distractions around us today, the phones, the computers, uh, iPads, that sort of thing. 
And we become so distracted with that that our productivity has decreased. And so we really focus in on getting dialed in with productivity. And then influence, you know, if we can become better influencers in our lives, you know, we can help people enhance and become, you know, better in their life as well, whether it's our employees, our kids, our spouse, our business partner, that sort of thing. And so, John, those are the five areas that we really look at and really look to focus in on. Cool. Okay. Okay. So, I like that. So, that's the broad overview. Um, what would be interesting is like, how about this? So, one, like one issue I've had for the last, uh, for probably for a long time actually, is this issue of clarity. And I've, I've gotten a better handle on it for myself and understood why it's a lot more about why it's important. Um, but where I've struggled with it, is you know a recent one was this past week about basically about a week ago I listened to a, a, a podcast with a friend of mine and uh, I met him in Thailand and he was back in uh, I think it was like three or four years ago he was living in San Fran had all the sort of trappings of a successful life great car great apartment great job lots of money or you know everything from the outside uh, looked great on the inside though he wasn't happy which is I think happens quite sure. a lot with people um, <laughs> And so he decided he's going to go and start a business online, move to, you know, go and live in Southeast Asia for him it was, and uh, figure out this business thing. And I remember the story. This is all on uh, another podcast, which I can link to after the show. Um, he went to a mastermind and in this mastermind, he said, well, I'm going to go build a business, but I'm not going to have clients and I'm not going to do any phone calls, something like that. He had some really strict rules like that. And right. understandably, the other guys in the mastermind is, you know, going, you're an idiot. You're, you know, this is business. You need to hustle. You need to grind. I mean, this is, you need to get on the phone. That's where the money happens. Uh, and that's, I've heard that from so many different uh, people. So normal, typical, you know, common sense advice. He stuck to his guns though and said, no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. That's exactly what I'm trying to get away from, um, you know, get away from <laughs> Silicon Valley. So stuck, right. stuck to his guns. And three years later, he's got a business that's doing uh, about $20,000 a month profit. So I can mention that because he mentions this in the, uh, in the actual interview. So it's public, uh, public knowledge. And I thought that was just such a cool story that he'd left this, you know, quote unquote successful life of his to go and start what appeared to be, you know, starting at the bottom and also making some, what a lot of people think are big mistakes in business, just being ignorant, like no phone calls and no clients. And, you know, it all worked out, you know, it all really worked, uh, it's worked out really well for him. And I actually spoke to him on Facebook a couple of days later and he said, you know, he's really got to struggle. He really struggles to not work. Uh, and <laughs> he, has, he has to really, like adhering to his rules is really hard for him because he's, you know, I think for anyone who's ambitious and hardworking, it, right. those sort of rules for are going to sure. be hard. So, so, where, so what I'm interested in is like, so when I, I listen to that, the reason why that uh, stuck with me is because I, I think I mentioned before we started recording, I went to Necker Island to hang out with Richard Branson. And... Uh, you know, for a sort of an entrepreneurial event, everyone on there is about 30 other people. Everyone's in these you know, amazing businesses building satellites and solar-powered aircraft and just just crazy stuff. Uh, I turned up there at first. I was really intimidated, felt like a, you know, a loser. Here I am with this little marketing agency and here are these people who are legitimately, um, you know, changing the world. And, right. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm feeling like, what the hell am I doing? By the end of the week, though, I'd sort of resolved to myself, oh, I'm going to go out there and do the same thing. Uh, I had this, you know, I was very excited. I wrote a big blog post about it, got a lot of comments. And so I've, I've put this, been speaking about this out there in the world. Uh, and then now last week thinking about it, I was like, well, if I was actually to go and, I love the idea of going and doing this stuff, but the reality of it is, for example, going and working 16 hours a day. Like, you know, if you're going to be going to be Elon Musk, for example, it's going to be basically putting everything on the line, including the $20 million you, you know, you generated or you got at the last company you sold, putting right. all of that in, on the line, working 16 hours a day, basically... Um, not taking care of your health or anything. Uh, it talks about this in the biography I just read of his. 
And so as I thought about that, I was like, no, I don't think I really do want to work 16 hours a day. Like I love the idea of doing something big and I still want to continue to explore that, but I'm not actually interested in working that much. And when I do, I actually get depressed and find I don't like it. So, but then I still feel like I go back and forth and I can't commit to one way or the other. So how do you help someone in this position? No, for sure. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting position to be in. It's like, you know, you see all these other people and they're out there doing, you know, these perceived great things or, you know, it's like, you know, how can I, you just solve a problem for a billion people or, you know, how can I, you know, create energy or, you know, this, and I've been around in, like you said, is you're around all these other people. And I spent a lot of time with Peter Diamandis and, you know, helped produce one of his movies and everything. And so you see all these people at this level and it's like, you know, how can I be at that level or how can I do the same things that they're doing? But when you take a step back from all that and you sit down and you really get clear on who you are, what you want to do, where you want to go, that may not fit, you know, exactly what your, what your vision, what your thoughts and, you know, and everything about yourself and how you want to live your life. And an interesting quote came from a friend of mine uh, I worked a lot with, um, like Russell Brunson mm. from ClickFunnels. And I know in his masterminds, he works a lot with people. And, you know, all these people, he was telling me, you know, all these guys come in and, you know, they all want to make millions of dollars every single month. But then we really sit down and map it all out. It's like, well, why do you want that? And, you know, okay, great. You know, I want a house. I want a car. I want this. I want to be able to have time with and spend it with my family. And they start listing all their stuff and really breaking down what they want. And they say, okay, well, now let's add it all up. You know, okay, you want to have this, and you want to have this, you want to be able to do this, and you want to be able to take time off, and this and this. And you add it all up, it may come out to $25,000 a month that you need. <laughs> yeah. So do you need millions of dollars a month to be able to live the life that you want to have for $25,000 a month? And, you know, I think we get so caught up in this glamification, this glorification of what we see and what we have around us. And when we really sit down and understand who we are, what we do, where we want to go, and how we want to be able to help and create value for others, then that allows us to really define and have a set course of action, like your friend did. You know, he's like, I don't want to be able to have phone calls. I don't have to deal with clients. I don't want to have those headaches. And he set a course of action for himself and stuck to it and has now become, you know, what his success is, you know, for himself. So what we really like try to jump into when we start focusing in on clarity is, you know, we take a look at, you know, what, you know, for you, John, you know, where do you see or what, you know, what does clarity mean to you? Hmm. It's interesting because you mentioned Peter Diamandis there. And I think for me, what was happening is I was living, so I've lived in Thailand for almost three years. And while I was there, you know, I actually moved to the Philippines before that in 2011 to, for an internship. I ended up doing the, basically becoming the marketing director for a chain of beach resorts there. I did that for a year and started, obviously wanted to get off on my own, make my own money with my own business and be able to travel around and have this lifestyle. So I moved to Thailand. I uh, started making a few thousand dollars a month doing copywriting. It was about two or three years ago. And at the time, you know, I was thinking, great, I've made it. Um, here I am making money. I'm sort of got a lot more freedom than I had before. And... And yes, it was good, but then all through that time, I had a lot of great times, a lot of great experiences, but all through that time, I was up to thinking, well, what's the, let's say, maybe not so much, what's the purpose of life, but sort of like, what's the next step? What's the, what's the next thing? And just building up a company to make more and more money never really, it doesn't really get me juiced. Um, but eventually after, it was around about the start of, probably towards the end of last year and the start of this year, I started to feel like I had a decent handle on what I was doing. 
Uh, I certainly wasn't down to working, you know, one hour a week or, you know, retired or anything like that. But I was making good money and uh, having great experiences. And I'm thinking, well, do I just really want to do this or do I want to go and do something bigger? And I'd read Abundance and read Bold and read some of these things. And I thought, what's, what better way to go and create more meaning uh, than to go and do these things? So I you know, applied to Singularity University, which didn't end up happening. Ended up on, uh, <laughs> you know, Necker Island for this event with, um, you know, with Branson and the other guys. And that was sort of the next step. And then now where I am, here, you know, the goal right now is to, well, the goal I had was to go and, you know, build this business up, take my time down to, uh, to about an hour a week, put a whole bunch of cash in the bank, then go to Silicon Valley and get involved in some sort of startup. But then in the back of my mind, part of me thinks that that's just a, uh, that's just a, a should. Like it sounds like a great idea and I love the, you know, obviously I think everyone wants to make an impact and feel like they had a positive, um, you know, influence on the world. But at the same time, I can't, I haven't been able to shake this. Like, I haven't been able to commit to one direction. So I think I've struggled with, definitely struggled with clarity in this area. And I know a lot of other people do. Because when I wrote that post, a lot of people are in this position where, uh, especially with this, you know, they've read the four-hour work week, for example. They've created right. a business where they have a, you know, a, a, quite a large degree of freedom compared to, you know, most people who have a job. And so, but, you know, a lot of these people aren't making huge amounts of money, but they're making enough that they can, you know, travel around and, and not work too much and basically have a really, really great lifestyle. But then always the second sort of thing seems to come in where people think, well, I'm, you know, they've got like a, I spoke to someone with a Facebook ads business and he's like, you know, I, you know I'm making good money, I'm having fun, but yeah, it's just not that meaningful. You know, and so for me, I was like, sure. I'm building this agency and it's just not that meaningful. You know, something's missing. And so there's this drive to, it's almost like a, you end up at that point on Maslow's hierarchy where it's this self-actualization of what's really going to get you going. Like it's not enough to go and just make money online and travel around. What's that next step? Definitely. And that's, you know, once we really start to become clear, you know, with that next step and who we are, you know, we, we, you know, we take people through, you know, a variety of different questions to really start to understand that. And then we have a, what we call a, a clarity chart. And so with this clarity chart, and this is something that you could do as well, is there's three different categories. So we have self interactions and success markers. And what we look for is we want to put three words under each of those areas. And so what we focus on in practice is what we become. And so with this worksheet and when we fill this out, it's going to allow us to continuously remind ourselves of these three things throughout the day, throughout our life. And we can set it up as whether it's like an alarm on our iPhone, whatever it may be. So those become a habit. And one of the things that we do is we look at, okay, the three words about ourself. This is, you know, defining the best of who I am or who you are. And we will use this to guide us through my, through your personal life or my personal life, including my thoughts and actions. And so for me, I always look, you know, as myself, when I, I want to be, I want to have integrity with myself as well as honor and also be energized. So, you know, that's, that's how I look at myself every day, you know, integrity, honor, and full of energy and how I want to interact with others. So when I'm interacting with others, I look to be vulnerable, to be able to communicate and be open, you know, share what I'm thinking as well as joy, bring joy into every situation. Because if you can bring joy into somebody else's life, you're going to help them, you know, expand and grow. And then also being present because there's so many people that are disconnected through technology that they're never actually present 
there when you're communicating. And then the last category is your success markers. You know, this is three words that will remind me, you know, what it, what it's remind me that what has made me the most successful and what will make me even more successful. So the three words that have helped me as well as continue to push myself is I've always been relentless. So that was one of the big key points for me is being relentless, focused, and disciplined. And so once you kind of define these different areas, it's going to allow you to really understand and know who you are as well as find the, you know, and, and start creating habits of those success markers, those interaction markers, or those self-actualization markers. And so what that then be, creates that clarity in us to really start to learn and become and head us down the right path that we want to go on. Hmm. I like that. I like that. One idea um, that I found helpful in the last week, which is, is probably building on some of the things you just mentioned, is, is really knowing, obviously you've got to know what you want to do which is, you know, I want to go and build this company or I want to have a great relationship, whatever the, all the different things that we all want to do. But an equally sure. important question is, well, it, like there's various ways to unpack that. So sort of just what am I moving towards? But what a lot of us don't focus on is what, what am I going to have to give up if I, if I do that? Because that's part of the package. And if you want to go right. and build, and this is how I was thinking in relation to Elon Musk at this last week, is like if you want to go and build space rockets and uh, totally, like just totally... Uh, you know, a lot of his competitors will be out of business probably in the next few years. If you want to go into an industry and do the sort of stuff that he's doing, it's going to require working some some pretty intense hours. Uh, you know, hours that most people just wouldn't be able to do. You know, without burning out after a few weeks or a few months, he just keeps going. And right. so, and that's the thing. I mean, he's been divorced three times, two times from the same girl, uh, the same woman. And I mean, so there's certain costs associated with doing certain things in life. We often don't pay attention to those. So for me, I'm finding that an interesting or a useful way to look at this is, is yeah, what's going to be the cost of this? What am I giving, what am I going to have to give up to have this? And then the third question is really, what is that sacrifice worth making to me? But, you know, based on our, you know, my personal value system or your personal value system, is that sacrifice, is it worth it? Because to some people, to Elon Musk, obviously, that sacrifice totally is worth it. But to another person, they're going to look at Elon and think he's a total idiot because he's not focusing on the important things in life, like having a good family or something like that, you know? So there's no right, right wrong way here. So it's an interesting I think the reason why I find this issue, this idea of clarity so interesting is because once you get this down, um, once you figure this out, and I suppose it's never really totally figured out, it's more of an evolving process, figuring out what to do is fairly straightforward. It's always this, this issue of clarity. Because oh, when you don't have clarity, you can't commit to it. Definitely. And you know, one of the things that, you can really, that really help kind of jumpstart you is kind of take a look at your you know, life and say, okay, where have I really been successful at? And you know have I, you know, when I was, where was my clarity? You know, did I have things defined, you know, to, and take a look at those situations as well then, okay, cool. Now take a look at the situations where we may have, or situations currently where we may feel uncertain, unclear, or directionless. And, you know, and then we could kind of take a look and say, okay, why is that? And, you know, and then we can really start to figure out you know, how, what makes us tick. Cause I mean, it's, you know, and it's interesting because when I'm coaching clients all the time and they're like, Hey, well, okay, well tell me what works for you. And it's like, <laughs> you know, we're totally different people. So what works for me is not going to always work for you. And so we, what we do is we try to teach a framework to empower and to allow you to go out and utilize that framework 
to create your clarity in your life, to create your, you know, focuses and how to move forward in, you know, in your life. And so, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, with that is, I think that's the first place to start and where we all have to start to really move forward in our lives, whether it's in our relationships, businesses, what we want to do, how we want to serve and, you know, how we want to interact and connect with other people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, another thing there, when you mentioned that, what you just mentioned is this idea of like, it's all well and good to say you want something like you want to be fit or you want to, you know, have that business that makes, you know, millions of dollars a month. And part of it is figuring out like, do you actually want that? Are you willing to give up, you know, whatever it is to, you know, whatever it takes to get there. But then there's that idea of just look at your life. Like, what are you doing right now? Like for me, I, if I, if, you know, if I'm, if I'm only sleeping like six hours a night and working all day, uh, well into the night, having dinner and going to bed, maybe I, all I do is go to the gym. After a few days, like I'm miserable. And that's not something that, you know, I think the thing that we, we don't really give, uh, maybe we don't really allow ourselves to, well, we don't really accept is this idea that we, we, a lot of us can't, we can't choose what we want. That's the interesting thing. I mean, we can choose, we can sit down with a piece of paper and list out whatever it is that we want. But a lot of time, the time, I think it's more a process of discovery than a choice. Like we're going to dig inside and kind of figure out what is, you know, what is it that we're sort of automatically moving towards? What's, what's the st- stuff that's going to get us excited? And we don't really choose what gets us excited. It's just certain things happen to get us excited and other things don't. And so for some people, they're, they love working all the time, for example. And other people, you know, they love uh, not working all the time. Like they'd rather be meditating and, you know, doing all sorts of, you know, maybe like exploring self-healing or whatever that, you know, you want to call that area of life. Sure. And they would hate to work. Like, and so these things is the fascinating thing is like it's hard to – you can't just choose. Like just because I want to go and build rockets doesn't mean therefore I should go and build rockets or that, uh, that it's the right thing for me to do. There's this issue of like do I – it's like it goes back to that thing, that core issue of like do I really want to put in 16 hours a day? And if, I, if I'm not putting that in right now, then what, what, what makes me think I'm going to be willing to do it later? And that's true. And, you know, and, and I think it all boils down to, you know, how much you love and how much, you know, what your interest too is, is in things. I mean, you know, I mean, you see Gary Vaynerchuk and, you know, I think he just posted an article several, you know, a week or so back about, you know, how, how, how much he goes out and works and how, how hard he's hustling every day, you know, all the time. And, you know, and people think, oh, you know, he does, he has a family and everything. Is he, you know, being able to connect with them? And, you know, and that's a lot of times is, you know, what people see is like, okay, well, they see you hustling, they see you working hard, they see you driving, you know, and they don't see the other side, you know, the other side of it. And, you know, for me, my days are really broken up and, you know, um, blocked out so I can have the most efficient days possible. So whether it's making sure I connect and have time with my kids in the morning and in the evening, um, you know, being able to spend time, you know, with my wife and things, as well as then making sure you know, that I'm crushing stuff throughout every morning, every afternoon, you know, and then late into the evenings. And so, uh, I mean, I love what I do and I love, you know, being able to connect and help other people. And, and I think when you find, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, you know, just like, you know, Elon Musk, you know, working, you know, he was working basically back to back jobs <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for the longest time. And, you know, and, and now, you know, with the SpaceX and Tesla and everything else, and, you know, you, you just, you love it so much and you want to make such an impact, not just for yourself, but for the world, and, you know, cause of that passion. And for him, you know, he's been able to become crystal clear on what he wanted and, you know, his priorities, 
you know, for him are just not, you know, it's not family. It's, you know, what he wants to do, how he wants to change things. And, you know, for me, I try to take a more of approaches, you know, I, you know, I, I love business. I love, you know, what I do. I love hustling. I love helping other people, creating value, connecting. I'm obsessed with that. But I'm also, you know, I have, I got three awesome kids and, you know, my wife, and I want to make sure that they are in a situation to help empower them and help them grow up to be set up for success and become successful themselves. And, you know, I want to make sure I'm teaching them those correct things. And so I have to set my days up to be able to do that. And, you know, I think with everyone out there, like you said, John, is you, you each have your own place, your own thing. And just because you're not an Elon Musk or Gary Vaynerchuk or Richard Branson does not mean you're successful in your own way. And you just have to become clear who you are. You know, you can utilize the, the clarity chart like we talked about. You can then also become, you know, once you're clear on who you are, like you said, John, is you know, what are you willing to give up to now make what I love, what my passion is, what my dreams are come true. And, you know, and then, you know, is that going to fit the lifestyle and the mold that I want to, you know, allow me to provide for my family or provide for myself. And then as well as create and deliver and serve others, you know, at that level Hmm. as well. So Hmm. another thing I was thinking of then is that uh, a big part of this is our, like our ego, right? Like how it becomes a part of our identity. How for me, for example, I think, mean, you know, I had this, I've got this idea in my head that I've got to go and do this, you know, this huge things or go and build rockets. So, you know, I use rockets as just the easy example. But, uh, you know, I came off that island with this. I'm going to go and do something crazy big as well. And, and that, <laughs> right. I think, very much is or became a part of my identity to the point, you know, I define myself as this person who is going to go and do those things, which it feels really good. And that's an addictive, I think that's, you know, that's why we do it. You know, it's very addictive to, to feed the ego like that, to tell myself that oh, I'm going to go and do this amazing stuff. But... I think it's also damaging at the same time because if it's not like basically what ends up happening is that I end up investing so much in that identity that I'm not able to admit to myself that maybe that's not what I want and that you know that I'd actually genuinely enjoy doing something else whatever it happens to be. And so I think that's part of the issue here is a lot of times we're not willing to face the just face the reality that we don't care about something as much as we say we do. Um you know everyone likes to talk about like going to the gym like going to CrossFit for example. I remember when I was doing CrossFit, I wanted to be, you know, I went through a sort of a few weeks there. I was like, oh, I want, you know, I love these like, you know, CrossFit athletes. I think a lot of people get like this. I want to go be like Rich Froney or any of these, you know, <laughs> top athletes there. And then it's like, all right, that's cool. But you go look at like Rich Froney. He trains like three, four, five, six times a day. All he does is train. Um, he's right. probably on some sort of performance enhancing supplements. And, uh, you know, there's a whole range. He's, his whole life is structured around this thing. And I think he owns a gym or something like that. So he can just basically make his whole life about training. So if you want to go and compete with Rich Froning or any of those guys, you're going to have to build the same kind of life. Now, if you've got a Correct. job or a family or all these other things, it's probably going to be quite difficult to build that life. But anyway, so long story short is you get back to this thing where you probably don't care about it. You know, in, in my case, I certainly didn't care about that as much as I uh, wanted to think I did at the time. And so it's, it's, I think it's a very helpful to sort of realize, you know, no, I actually don't care about that so much. And then you can let go of the guilt and let go of the shame and let go of the, oh, I'm not productive enough or I'm not working hard enough or I'm not whatever and just go, no, I just don't care about that, that, that as much as I thought I do. And that's okay. Right. Definitely. And that's where, you know, kind of that whole courage part comes into play as, hey, you know, you got to have the courage to, you know, know who you are, but also have the courage to, you know, are, where are you stepping up in your life or where are you backing down? You know, where you times that you may need to step up. So, you know, like you said, John, as 
hey, that ego is getting taken control and stuff like that. We got to have the courage then to admit to ourselves like, hey, <laughs> you know, this this isn't the right spot or the right place for me. You know, or, or hey, yeah, my ego is getting too big here. You know, this has gotten me off course, you know, on where my focus is and where my passion is, even though it sounds all fun and exciting, that whole entrepreneur, new shiny object thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and, you know, with with that is, you know, where we take a look at is awareness of what we fear. And, you know, we have those, you know, fears of whether it's loss of pain or process pain or outcome pain. And, you know, we, we do don't take... That? What's this process uh, pain, outcome pain thing? Sure. Um, so what happens is the process pain is, you know, the mere act of the process or changing will be too hard for us. So, you know, if, if uh, you know, we, we're, no, we're in this situation, like you said, and, oh, man, I'm going to build rockets. I'm going to go do this and do great stuff. Or maybe I'm, you know, I have my marketing show or my marketing company, but it's just, you know, that, that process pain of changing of will be too hard. So, oh man, it's going to be too hard for me to go out and start building rockets and competing. And, you know, um, you know, with, with like, Elon Musk and those guys, or, you know, the third would be outcome pain. So the effort that we put into changing may not lead to a better outcome. We may be, you know, the grass may not always be greener. So we may be in the same situation or a worse situation. And so what happens is we have have a tendency to come across one of those fears and we don't have the courage to push through and take that action or to move ourselves past that. And so you know, really being able to find the courage and summon the courage, you know, and that could be as basic as communicating with somebody and telling them how you feel about a situation or, um, you know, whether it's a spouse, your kids, business partner, employees, you know, if your employees don't know what you expect of them because you don't have the courage to go talk to them, how are they going to really perform and be able to perform and deliver to the level of higher performance or higher achievement that you, you know, you would want them to, or that you need them to, to move the business forward. And so, you know, that's why we, that, you know, that's why it's one of those top five things we really like to dive into. Nice. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, I feel like we could keep talking about this for a long time, so, but we're uh, (laughs) going a little bit overtime here. So before we go though, can you uh, give me... Basically, tell me a bit about sort of where, uh, if a listener wants to get more information about you and what you do, maybe work with you or learn from you, where is the best place for them to do that? Sure. Our, uh, my website is Josh Felber, F-E-L-B-S-M-B-O-Y-E-R.com. And I got a lot, a lot of ton of free, awesome content on there. There's a free productivity uh, cheat sheet that I use. A lot of my seven-figure clients use to plan out their mornings, uh, set up their projects for the day who they need to contact for the day, as well as, you know, who they need to, what they need to do to move those projects forward. And then they're at the end of the day, they can go back, check it off as well as put three wins, you know, what, what they've accomplished throughout that day, uh, that made them successful as well. So, and then a ton of just free video content, uh, free blog articles. Um, I also write for entrepreneur Forbes and Business Insider. So I'm always uh, posting different blog articles and things as well. And then uh, feel free to subscribe to any of my different uh, information links to free video series, as well as my online TV show. We're actually switching in the process of switching networks and we'll be relaunching here in about two weeks uh, as a headlining show. And so uh, Making Bank will be back online here shortly. So we'll be sending out a notice um, you know, when we're back live 
So. Cool. I'll have uh, links to all of that in the show notes after method.com. Josh, thanks for coming on the show, man. Awesome. Really appreciate it. And thanks for, you know, having me on and being able to spend some time with you today. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Don't stay out on some fire.